bill rates. Oh, man. This is such a great topic, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot wait to start today's discussion. Bill rates and why they're important. We're going to jump headfirst into bill rates. A topic, by the way, that I've been talking about more openly than anybody else for longer than anybody else. I would urge you to go find someone that's been talking about bill rates longer on social media than me, from especially from this side of the phone, this side of the text message, this side of, of the business model. You're not going to find anybody because I know how important bill rates are to the traveler. I know how important this part of the equation, understanding bill rates and why they're important is so vital to the success of your travel career. Today, we're going to jump into bill rates and why they're important. We're gonna have a good time doing it. This is this is one of those episodes, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be we'll be discussing it in depth on today's edition of Travel Evolved. This is Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Man, this is my episode. <laughs> I have a lot of episodes, but this is one of those that I I enjoy these. I enjoy these. I enjoy all the episodes we do. I hope you guys are starting to see, for those of you that have been subscribing and following our YouTube channel and our podcast, why it is that I kind of arrange the episodes the way that I do. Hopefully you're getting a pretty big circle of information that has Everything and all things to do with being a successful traveler. It's not just about bill rates. It's not just about relationships. It's not just about how to get the job. It's everything. And this is why, like I said in many, many episodes ago, you have to start treating your travel career like it is, in fact, a business and like it is a new career. No matter how long you've been a healthcare professional, this is different. And those of you that are starting to wake up and realize that you cannot go into being a traveler naive or you will get eaten up. That's the fact. It's always been that way. I'm just the first person that started going, wait a minute, travelers deserve better. And I, I believe you guys do. I know you guys do. This industry has enough room in it for everybody to succeed, everyone to be profitable, everybody to make the appropriate amount of money that should be made in a cycle such as this. The unfortunate thing, as I've always said, is that you guys keep getting forced to take less and less while companies, facilities, vendors, you name it, are all kind of stacking the deck against you to try to figure out how they can make more. And as I'll discuss in today's episode, the more that we all make, the less you could make. That's just all there is to it. There's no two ways around that. It is not any kind of baloney that some recruiter or some you know higher up at, a, at a, uh, an agency is going to tell you. That's the facts. The less money we make, the more money is available. Hopefully it goes to you, but I will tell you this much. The more that we all are making, the less that a traveler is making, period. There's no other, there's no other place for it to go. So we're going to talk about bill rates today and why they're so important. 
little history lesson I want to tell you guys about. About, oh, let me think, maybe eight years ago, I was approached by a traveler who had started a Facebook group. And he said, hey, I want to talk about bill rates. I said, okay, sure. And he went, wait, what? I said, well, what do you want to talk about? He goes, I want to talk about what they are and how you guys figure out, you know, how do you find out about them and how do we get paid based upon a bill rate? I said, all right, what do you want to know about? We started talking and he said, Moy, you know, sure it would be great if you'd like, I don't know, be willing to put this on video. I said, okay, sure. He went, wait, what? This individual couldn't believe that I was willing to openly talk about how it is that us agencies make money because nobody had done this before. Nobody. And I did openly. Matter of fact, we did two almost 45-minute sessions, one where I just kind of walked him through on camera and on a, a like a Zoom-type call exactly what it is that a bill rate is and how it all derives and is calculated into how much money an agency makes, how much money a vendor makes, how much a hospital has to pay, and then therefore and thereby how much a traveler makes based upon what's left over. And we broke it all down, including taxes and and fees, you name it. And uh, it went viral. It was unbelievable. And I thought, all right, first time in the history of our industry where potentially could take this and make some progress. And i got to tell you guys, I was nervous about it. I was. I was nervous going up to it. I practiced it, believe it or not. I don't practice anything, obviously, from what we're doing here. You can tell I don't practice jack squat anymore. But I actually practiced, made sure that my numbers were right because I have a tendency to sometimes go so quickly that maybe I didn't dot my I's and cross my T's. I made sure that as I was walking him through everything that I was 100% right because I thought, oh, I'm going to be a target. And I was. I was a target. And a lot of other counterparts of mine didn't care for it much, um, but I didn't care. And it was wonderful. It went through the roof. And um, then the individual that actually did that kind of decided, eh, I'm not that interested in bill rates anymore. They're not that important. And I went, what? what? What happened? How did that not become important? Did you not listen to anything we had just talked about for roughly close to two hours, hour and a half or so? And it was kind of bizarre to me, but that's what happened. Sometimes travelers think something important and all of a sudden they, they say, oh, well, maybe it's not because somebody else got in their ear and said, oh, it's really not important. All that really matters is what you're making. Clearly, this individual kind of forgot that everything that is derived at the traveler's income comes from this bill rate. So I'm going to reinduce bill rates and why they're so important. And they are. They're, they're what makes the industry go round. Everything that is in fact your compensation package. Everything that is in fact the way an agency makes money and how we make money, everything that is in fact the way a vendor makes their slice of the pie is all predicated and based upon the bill rate. So, all right, housekeeping things to start off with. First of all, I cannot thank all the guests that I've got uh, that have done episodes with us. I've got a whole bunch of people lined up. I actually recorded a few already. Um, What's happening is that the team is getting people booked as we find super interesting, exciting guests and guests that bring some really good nuances to the to the table. And so we record them and then they've got to figure out, all right, what else do we have episode wise that is dissimilar so that we're not doing a couple of episodes that are the same. We're breaking some things up again to make this interesting. The idea, wink, wink, is that you guys will subscribe to this thing. And by the way, tell all your friends and you'll actually start getting more and more followers. And so far, I guess the team back in Denver knows exactly what they're doing because that's exactly what's happening. 
So I want to thank everybody that's been a guest. I want to thank everyone that's already recorded with me, and I want to thank those individuals that have uh, some a, an episode scheduled in the future that we're working on and know that the team is still getting some things together. The idea is that we're really trying to break up the monotony of what is me with some interesting guests. And, and as you guys know, my goal when I'm interviewing, I'm preparing for those episodes is I'm trying to make sure that the episode is all inclusive, that we're including as many people as possible. So just because the topic doesn't maybe seem like it might apply to you, like all of our episodes, it should. There is going to be something, I hope that there's something in every episode that makes you go, oh, I didn't know about that, or I never thought about that. Maybe he's right, maybe he's not right, but that's the general idea, is it's getting people to start talking about our industry from a business standpoint, from a career standpoint, and learning how to become an evolved traveler and evolve that game. It's no different than any other career that you would have. You constantly want to get better at it so you can make more money, you can get more fulfillment, enjoyment out of it. It can set your lifestyle up to do the things that you want it to do. It can allow you to retire faster, to see our country, all of the things that we talk about in Travel Evolved. So that's the gist. So please, as always, my my, uh, I will be asking you guys to, I guess, if you hit the bell on YouTube, that gets you subscribed. It lets you know when there's a new episode that's being released. If you go to your whatever podcast you like to download or listen to all of your different podcasts on, you can subscribe to ours, and it will also, again, notify you that there's been a new episode. That's how you can also download uh, some episodes so that you can actually listen to them, potentially where you don't have uh, you know, good Wi-Fi, good Internet connection, and it'll allow you, hopefully, to kind of maybe revisit some things. And this is one of those episodes that sometimes one listen may not quite be enough. You have to go back and let's see how many mistakes I make on this. I'm sure there'll be one or two. Always is. Let's see if you can catch them and I'll see if I can. I already do. Usually as soon as it leaves my mouth, I'm if I don't catch it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't right. So I'll try to do my best on that. So all right, let's jump in because this is there's a lot here. Um, it's a lot, but it's actually not that complicated of a topic. So let's, you know, not get too intimidated by it. First and foremost, I'm gonna treat this like nobody knows even what a bill rate is. So what is a bill rate? A bill rate is the all-inclusive rate that a facility pretty much dictates to all of us agencies through a vendor potentially that says, here is the hourly all-inclusive rate that we are hoping or maybe willing to pay for this particular traveler for this length of time at our facility. And they more often than not set that rate. A couple qualifying features of that. There are some vendors that have a proposed rate and they allow us agencies to go higher or lower based upon all different kinds of factors. Maybe the quality of your candidate, maybe how badly you want the job. If you've got a great candidate, but you want it, you feel like maybe if you went five or six or seven or eight bucks less, that that hospital is going to take your candidate for somebody else's. I've seen people with that philosophy. I don't personally think that works, but it doesn't mean it doesn't. I'm sure it has beforehand. There's also sometimes where they'll say, here's what we're hoping for. And you look at that rate and go, there's no way. There's no way that we're going to convince this type of a, of a specialty to go to this location this time of year. You know, and it, again, depending on all those different variables. So oftentimes I've seen where the you can actually throw at a rate that is much more reasonable. And we've seen that a lot up and down, especially last year or so, where, you know, you get a, I won't, I won't use an example. Well, I can't. Let's just use an ICU nurse maybe super high, high demand that, you know, now that there's, you know, things had gotten back down again, now they seem to be getting the bill rates are increasing once more. 
they put a rate out there that was kind of like, come on, you're not going to get anybody for that because there's too many facilities that are offering a lot more in either that state or subsequent states that are close by. So you're going to waste your time trying to hope that some, you know, ignorant or less qualified or naive, I guess is maybe a better word to use, traveler will say, oh, I'll take that. Meanwhile, the rest of the agencies are throwing in, here's what we'll put our, our rate at, which is more reasonable. Now, some vendors don't allow that. It is, here's the rate, and you sit there and go, all right. They have no submissions. Nobody is is putting a candidate in front. And then they finally go, okay, we'll, we'll move it up. So that's what a bill rate is. A bill rate is almost always dictated by the facility or by the vendor to all of us agencies that says, here is, and I'm going to use the 80-20 rule, 80%, if not more, probably closer to 90% of bill rates are force-fed to us agencies, here it is, either play or don't play. And that's what a bill rate is. It is everything that we bill. So for every hour that you, in fact, are working at that facility, we're able to bill that dollar amount for every hour you're working. There are variables and factors, if you will, that allow for an increase in that oftentimes for overtime. But by the way, it's typically not 1.5 of that bill rate. Usually it's an additional eight bucks, an additional $10. I've seen an additional 25%. The, the list of how they figure that out or how they calculate that is almost as, as variable as all the different vendors there are. But it's not ever or very rarely is it ever one and a half times that amount. They have figured out that we've got our fixed cost already calculated, which would include your housing, your benefits, you know, medical, your travel. So it really is meant just to be able to pay you a higher hourly rate or time and a half of that full hourly rate, another episode entirely, and allow us to pay the taxes on that. So that's the bill rate for that. They oftentimes will use that same, I guess, formula to calculate call back and holiday pay. Sometimes I've seen it different. There's oftentimes their own separate rates for being on call. But it's basically an all-inclusive rate that we bill. So if you work 36 hours, it's 36 times that amount that we've agreed to, that we are billing. That's why it's called a bill rate, right? What's really important for you guys to understand is that for the most part, every facility says, here's what our rate is. And again, with the exceptions I kind of talked about, and there's a few others, we all are playing on the same playing field, which is good. It's fair. In other words, it's unusual for... 200 companies to have 200 different bill rates. Now, there are some companies that have a direct relationship with that facility, and they may have the same rate, but they're not going through a vendor who might be taking 5% or 3 or 4 or 7 or 8 or 9 or $10 an hour out of that. That's kind of the exception to the rule. So there is sometimes when a bigger agency or one that has a direct relationship with the facility might also have a direct contract and has a higher bill rate because it actually is higher. Then you've got the whole complete other wrinkle, whereas if you are your own VMS, for example, and you uh, or MSP, where you've got, you have a direct contract with the facility and you're farming out that opportunity to other agencies because you don't have enough manpower to fill it all by yourself. Let's say it's a $100 bill rate to be nice and easy. You may offer a $90 bill rate to every one of those vendors who will still pay you a 5% fee. So, you know, you're getting... $10 an hour already if they fill it because you're going to fill it you know directly even though they're subcontracting through your you're going to take 5% of that $95 or $4.50 of that and put that in your pocket again so now you're at 14.50 and you're actually making probably more money than the actual vendor that or I'm sorry the actual agency that staffed the travelers for you if that all makes sense went quickly on that and my math may not be 100% right but I think it's close 
So there's a lot of nuances. But for today's purposes, let's keep it relatively simple. I know, too late. And we'll talk strictly about what a bill rate is. And that's what it is. So what I want to get at is in our industry, for the most part, the overwhelming majority of all the assignments out there, we are all given the same rate. Now, we can, like I said, sometimes offer a little bit more, a little bit less based upon the quality of the candidate, based upon your own personal preferences. But I would say probably more than half of my, probably about 65% of all the contracts I currently have, it's here's the rate. And if they're not getting the submissions that they're looking for and the, the volume of submissions or the quality of submissions, then the facility themselves will dictate a rate increase. And that's typically the way it goes. And so that's, again, we're going to talk about that here in a second. So let's, well, I guess we'll talk about it now. So the next thing I wrote down was how are bill rates determined? Well, I guess let's just start off by giving a sweeping, sweeping statement. Bill rates are determined strictly and almost completely by supply and demand. Understand what I'm saying there. There are so many wrinkles and nuances that evolve into what, in fact, becomes a bill rate for any given specialty at any given facility. But most of all, it has to do with the, the simple truth in that it is how difficult is it to fill this position? What a pencil pusher, an accounting person, a person that's helping to dictate these rates are saying is, what is the bare minimum that we can throw out there for an all-inclusive hourly rate that's going to allow for fulfillment? Let's not overdo it, otherwise we're wasting money. That makes sense. That's reasonable, right? Let's go as low as we can, but let's get those that fulfillment done. So that's the game that that hospital is constantly playing. And who can blame them, right? This is America. You're going to try to get labor and coverage and patient care for as cheaply as you can, provided you actually get it, and it's not at a substandard quality. So there's nothing wrong with them doing that, and that's that. That's how our, our, our country and our economy and the world works, right? They are throwing out, in their opinion, the lowest rate possible to get the highest quality of content they are, I should say, of contract labor that they can get at that particular time, at that particular facility, for that particular specialty. Does that all make sense? So things like seasonality come into big-time play, right? Lots of, I mean, all of supply and demand is, but certainly the popularity of the location, the popularity or the amount of, of supply of that specialty comes into play. You know, is the hospital in, in, have a good reputation, have a, does it have a poor reputation? These men and women that dictate the bill rates typically aren't starting the job that day or that year even, they have a history as to what was it that it took us the last time we had this particular specialty, what did we have to pay? What's the history? If they're a smart facility, they track this stuff, and I would imagine most of them do, because there could be some seasonality at play. Certainly every single specialty has its own unique cycle of difficulty as to how, it, how hard it is to staff that. I won't use examples, but you guys understand that's the same thing in any, in any specialty across the country. If you have a lot of healthcare providers that provide that specialty, it's going to be easier to fill than a, than a specialty that has significantly less. And if your facility, unfortunately for that, that administrator, has a very high need for that hard-to-find specialty, you're going to have to pay for it. And that's just what they're all dealing with. 
Certainly, like I say, there are things ebb and flow with how many people are available, but we've seen that everywhere from allied to nursing, you name it, that it ha- it does ev- it does ebb and flow based upon a lot of different variables. So that's the game that they're constantly playing. They are always trying to staff at the lowest rate with, in my opinion, and maybe you guys would, some of you would disagree with me on this, that they're trying to make sure that their patient care doesn't become dangerous. And that's I know that sounds kind of harsh, and I guess where I say some of you probably go, well, I've seen it where they'll take anybody, right? And that's we've seen that for 20-some years. Sometimes that level of, of a bill rate drops below what is a normal expected rate it would take to get that sort of a quality person. And we've seen less qualified individuals take the assignment. And oftentimes hospitals will experience the, the problems that are associated with something like that. So that's what they're always fighting. I mean, that's that's just a given. I mean, again, I'm not telling you guys anything that you don't already know. I'm just having that discussion, pointing out how this whole thing works and getting you to start thinking about it from a hospital standpoint. Now, I know travelers pretty well, and none of you guys would probably be upset with a hospital for doing what they, they can to try to do the best they can to, I guess, get you for the least amount of money they, they can get you for. The traveler themselves are all are doing the exact opposite. You guys are always trying to try to accept a position for the highest rate you possibly can. Once again, without turning away a position that you kind of want, but you don't want to walk away because it's maybe a couple of bucks or maybe pays you one or two dollars less than you want to that week or weekly. That's your game too. You're trying to say what is best for me. Does that assignment make sense? Does the bill rate, I should say, because you guys don't know the bill rate, does the pay rate this company is offering, is it is it in sync with what my definition of what that should pay based upon all the different variables that you guys have? How hard is my specialty to fill? What's the desirability of that facility, that city, that climate that time of year? All the things that you guys quickly and mentally oftentimes go through in your head as if, you know, as you're calculating whether or not this makes a sense to be submitted for or not. You throw in that, and here's the big ta-da for today, you throw in that that 200 companies have literally 200 almost completely different compensation packages for the same job. That's, in fact, where this whole industry gets a little weird and a little interesting, in my humble opinion. So think about what we just said. For the most part, everything is all the exact same bill rate. Hospitals are doing their best, you're doing their best, but now you've got 250 companies, let's say, and that's not an exaggeration, that all have this job. And you literally now have potentially 250 different compensation packages for the exact same bill rate that is being communicated to 250 companies. You see why this industry is a dinosaur? Do you see why this industry makes oftentimes no sense to just... If you stop for a minute, pull yourself out of the equation, and you start thinking about what this industry is, where it's come from, and how stagnant it is, that to me right there, right there, what I just walked you through, is a head scratcher. So what is it you guys do? You've got your four, your two, three, four, maybe five different companies that are your favorite ones because you like the recruiter or you like the company or you like the color of their logo. I don't know what it is. And you say, okay, I'm going to talk to these five people. I'm going to wait till Monday morning and see what they have in this particular state, see if they've got a job. And lo and behold, two of them or three out of the five have it. All right, I got three of them. Two maybe don't have the contract, but three do. Now you're going to get all three of those recruiters to give you their compensation or their, what they call their pay package, whatever they, whatever each company calls it. And you wait for that recruiter to go to their 
used car salesman manager. I'm just kind of kidding. You guys know where I'm going with this. And then come back to you with what they're doing and they send you or email you or give you a proposal. And now it's your job to go through and try to filter through it and start coming up with scenarios that aren't on that piece of paper. Like what are my hours between 30? What am I, what's my compensation between hours 36 and 40? What does my overtime look like? Is there a guarantee of callback hours? All the things that nobody seems to put into their actual proposal or offer. You've got to go back now and start comparing literally apples to oranges to bananas sometimes and trying to figure out which one of these makes sense. And then the fun really begins. Then you go back to a company you really like who maybe has the worst offer and say, hey, company C really beat you guys. Can you go do it? And then they're going to go, let me go tap dance. And they go and ask their their sales manager if you can get the clear coat for free. And they come back and you've, you know, now they're going to they're going to honor that other company saying, but just this one time because we really like you and really valuable as a traveler. Yuck. I mean, come on, come on, you guys, you're, you're better than that. You guys really are better than that, but that's what it is. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get off my soapbox because I'm in one of those moods today. But when you say this stuff out loud, like I am, it really sounds ugly and it really sounds dumb. I don't mean putting that in our way, but that's exactly what it is. It's inefficient. It's dumb. It's everything that, that is like, wow, look at what year it is and look at the way we do stuff. Anyway. So that's the idea. You guys are trying to, to to navigate these waters and try to figure out, you know, what you know what it's like and what you are able to do. And oftentimes, it's really hard to do that. So that's really where we're to what we're talking about. We're really and this this is again. I know I don't mean to get so elevated, but the fact is that you guys are doing your best to try to navigate through all this baloney to figure out what makes the most sense of an assignment for you with all the things I just talked about. And that's what's kind of, I guess, both cool and wild about this industry is the only person that can put real value on an assignment is you. Just because an assignment pays a ton of money doesn't mean that's someplace you want to go. Or just because it's not paying a bunch of money doesn't mean you don't want to go there. And that's what I always find so crazy and disingenuous about our industry is that you've got people, oftentimes who have barely been in this industry for longer than a couple of months or a couple of years, trying to tell you where they think you should go based upon their pay packages. And by the way, you should go with us and not the other 249 companies that have the exact same job, many of which might be paying more than we are because I'm a great guy and I'm going to really take care of you. I want to walk you through everything and hold your hand every step of the way when you might not even want your hand held. Some people just aren't hand holders, right? Don't touch my, don't walk, I don't, I don't want my hand held while I'm walking around, right? That's could be you. So, we're getting off topic a little bit as far as the billboards go, but I thought that would be interesting to kind of talk about and say that is really what's crazy. So why is a bill rate so important? Well, first and foremost, it is the foundation, like I said earlier, for how you get paid. The higher the bill rate, theoretically, the more money you should be paid out of that bill rate. If a company has a 20, let's say 26% margin, you're going to make 26% of $100, which is better than making 26% of $90 if that bill rate is higher. So the higher the bill rate, theoretically, the more money you should be making of that pie. Every agency has, and we're going to talk about it here in a little bit more detail, has a formula for how much money they want or need to make based upon that particular bill rate, which means what is our profit margin need to be in order for us to risk paying this traveler each and every week and then crossing our fingers and waiting for that money to come back to us 
along with um, the amount of our profit, which is built in. So once they pay us, yes, we've already been paying out all this salary every week. We've paid all this credentialing. We've paid all this potentially you know, weekly housing stipend and anything else we need to do to get you on board. And now we're gambling that when we start getting paid, we're going to get all that money back and then the extra 26% plus that is in fact our profit. So as you can see, agencies are out a lot of money, but as it comes in toward the very end of each assignment is when we start to break even and then we make all of our money. It may surprise you that it used to be that the last couple of invoices were really where all of our money was. We basically paid, 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 paid started slowly getting it back, continue paying. The paying stops as the assignment ends. We get the rest of the money in and we break even. And then invoice number 12 and invoice number 13, typically we get to keep. It's a weird way of looking at it. What I want to tell you guys, I think now that invoice is probably invoice number you know, 11 and 12 and 13 now, because I do believe in my heart of hearts that the margins have gone up. In other words, the bigger the bill rates are, and we're seeing consistently $120 bill rates, whereas that was unheard of. When I was in this industry, even four years ago, five years ago, those are the only kind of rates we saw for like a nurse anesthetist. You didn't see that for a med surge nurse or you know, a, a more, I guess I would say, a more normal or common, if you will, type specialty that there are more people of. That's not, that doesn't mean it's common and it's, and it's normal. What I meant by that is that it's not such a very unique specialty that so few people had it. We had, I remember getting a $110 nurse anesthetist position somewhere around maybe 2008, 2009. I'm like, my gosh, that is a ton of money on a bill rate. And we were calculating and I'm like, wow, it's really wild how the more we have to pay taxable, the less our margin becomes, which is a, a podcast for another day. But to see those $120, $130 bill rates right now, today, as I'm recording this consistently for almost everybody across the board is crazy and wild. And where I'm going with this is you would be sadly mistaken if you think that companies haven't figured out that with such completely generous bill rates that there is more wiggle room for them to take larger margins because they're going to assume that you're so happy with the amount of money that you're making that you're not going to question what you were supposed to make. In other words, if you're making $4,000 a week, you're not questioning if you were actually supposed to be making $4,200 a week. And that extra $200 is going right into the agency's pocket. I know this happens. I actually witnessed it firsthand. And it's a problem right now because the rates are so ridiculous high that companies have gotten even more greedy. So for me to sit here and tell you like I could about a year and a half, two years ago, that the average company's margin was about 26%, I can't even tell you what it is now. I know it's that much, if not more. It is approaching vulgarity, if you will, on how much these companies are making. And I do believe there are some companies out there that the bigger the bill rate is, the higher their margin is. I've already told you guys that there are many companies or a huge number, if not even the majority. I don't know if this is true, but I know there's a ton of companies that incentivize their recruiters to be paid a higher commission plan if they keep a higher margin for the company. In other words, if you let a, if you make it so that this the nurse or this traveler, this healthcare professional agree to this particular type of a pay package and it's a bigger margin for us, in other words, more profit, we will pay you more commission. And that's unfortunately a a real common commission plan in many, many companies. I, I think it's more than half, but I can't say that for sure. But I know it's a great amount. It's not unique. It is not a unique thing where, you know, again, it is that. So in other words, they've also now taken that recruiter and said, you'll make more money. You'll make your little tiny sliver of commission if you make the company a huge chunk of money by basically convincing this traveler to take this 
job through us and we might be paying less because we're going to keep more of that pie. So um, it, let's go into that because I want to talk about, I keep saying pie, and I know I haven't done that episode yet with Travel Evolved. It's coming. So here's how it works. The bill rate is what I call the pie. It is the all-inclusive rate that we're allowed to pay or are allowed to bill for every hour that you work, like I just mentioned. Typically, there are only four slices to this pie. One of them is, and many of you may not know this, but the smallest potentially part of the pie is that vendors will get a slice of this for basically communicating this job and, and having the contract or holding the contract for all of these agencies to compete with. So if you're XYZ vendor and you've got this hospital, you are going to say, okay, this $100 bill rate, we're going to keep five bucks of that an hour just because we're going to promote this and give it to all of you agencies for you to, to compete against. Whichever one of you guys gets it, you're only going to, you're going to, you're, you're only going to, we're going to bill a hundred hours, but when, when five of that come, when they all comes back, we're going to take five of it. And now you'll be left with the rest of the 95. So it's a 5% fee typically. Oftentimes I've seen six, I've seen seven now where they're getting a little bit more and more um, aggressive on what they want to take. But understand that that is really common. If you don't have a direct bill relationship with a facility, you're going through a vendor, there is a fee that comes out that the, the traveler doesn't get that for sure. The agency doesn't get it either. It goes to a vendor first in, in a kind of a weird way like I just explained. So on a $100 bill rate, more often than not, I'm only seeing, I actually only get to keep $95 of that. The other five is just gone, poof, magically goes away, which is a lot. For every hour that traveler works, that's significant money. So let's slice number one. Slice number two really is the taxes that we're going to pay Uncle Sam on your taxable income only. It doesn't matter what we're giving you for per diem, meals, incidentals, housing stipend, none of that applies. But I'm talking about just the taxes that are paid on the taxable income. I'm not talking about the taxable income itself, just the taxes. So that is relatively small. Again, because a lot of a traveler's, a normal, I put that in parentheses, a normal a traveler's compensation is oftentimes a good portion of that is tax-free. If they're traveling outside of their home and they're going a couple states away, you're allowed to take a lot of that tax-free, as you guys know. Again, another episode for a different day. So there is there are payroll taxes that us agencies have to pay. We don't see it. You guys don't see it. And I am not talking about your payroll taxes that come out of your check. I'm talking about your employers, the agency's payroll taxes that we have to pay for every taxable dollar that we pay you to the government. It's legit. It's the way it works. We're lucky that it's not the entire income typically because most of you do want to defer some of your taxes uh, legally through the GSA and take some things tax-free that you're allowed to take based upon the county and the meals and incidentals and the GSA rates. So we're only talking about, again, a, a relatively small piece of that pie that none of us see that goes to the government. So you got the vendor, you got the government. There's only two pieces of the pie left, typically. That is, how much is the company want of that bill rate and what's left over for the traveler? I cannot think of another slice of the pie that isn't part of those two things. So everything about your pay package is what goes to you. Everything that is part of our profit and our margin goes to us. So that's why I'm telling you guys, when a company tries to tell you that, well, what our margin is doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It it, it matters if you care about how much this company's paying for the exact same job as another company's paying. It matters a whole hell of a lot. If you don't really care, then 
but good luck being a traveler. I mean, you're just going to get eaten alive, like I said earlier. So it's a, it's a sliding scale. Those are the four pieces of the pie, and two of them are really big pieces, right? That's a, that's a gluttony type piece of pie for both of us, right? And it's good for you guys because last time I looked, you guys are the ones that should be getting the majority of this. You guys are the ones that are actually doing the work. You're the ones taking care of the patients. You're the one that has to put your license on the line. You're the one that doesn't have a job, theoretically, 13 weeks later at best. You're the one that is putting everything on there. All we're doing is just floating some money around there, which is scary, but it's not nearly as risky as what you guys are doing. So I've watched this slice of pie go from 20% when I first got in this industry to, like I said, now well over into the mid to high 20s. For some of the big companies, it's well over 30%. It didn't used to be. 30% was what they were doing about two, three years ago. Now, again, with these crazy bill rates, it's, you know, all you have to do is look up some of these publicly traded companies, see what their revenue is and see what their profit is. And it's pretty easy to do that math. It's really simple to see exactly the kind of money that they're making. So there's huge dollars at play here. And you guys are oftentimes stuck right in the middle trying to navigate through all this whole thing and thinking that a bill rate isn't important. It's incredibly important. It's, it's what kind of is the is the one of the deciding factors to whether or not you're going to take this job is how much is being offered and again we're assuming that all companies are offering the same margin so the good news is a higher bill rate for any given facility typically all of us agencies are going to be paying higher for that and and subsequently the opposite is true if it's a lower bill rate we're all going to be paying less for that there's wrinkles and nuances and you have i have seen some things really fluctuate but the great thing is is that it's either all kind of up here or all kind of down there if you did kind of a splatter diagram you'd see that all the rates for a hundred dollar bill rate are all around the same and all the rates for a 75 dollar bill rate are all on the same and all the rates for 130 bill rate are all on the same but there are some significant nuances and even a dollar or two an hour last time i checked on a 36 hour work week two dollars an hour is 70 bucks an hour 72 to be exact so that's a lot of, i'm sorry 74 dollars that's that is a ton of money that doesn't even make sense for you guys to uh to to, to walk away from i said it right the first time it's 72 so we got to be careful with just jumping in with anybody. And that's why I want to educate you on this show to show you how really and truly important this stuff is. Like I said, whatever an agency makes, you don't. There's no other way to explain that. And that's how this whole free economy of ours works. You have choices as a traveler. You get to choose what company you work for. And listen, for some of you, you may like your company enough or there may be some sort of value to you, to that company, that taking an assignment through a company that might pay slightly less might be all worth it for you. There is nothing wrong with that. No one's going to judge you on that. I'm not judging you on anything. I'm just trying to tell you that you should go into this stuff with your eyes a little bit more wide open so you understand what you're up against. I do believe that what's wonderful about our industry and has been for decades is that companies that are taking too much margin, eventually people stop working for them. And it writes itself by either them going out of business or they start to write their own margins and start to try to figure out how to become more competitive. The, unfortunately, the bad news is the opposite is true, too. For a lot of companies that are working really hard and have gained market share, oftentimes what you see with them is they start saying, well, we're going to now that we've got this great brand and this great market, we're going to start to increase our profits so that more and more people will make more money off the ones that are already working for us. And if we do it carefully enough, they won't notice. And I've seen that happen, too. And all of a sudden, you'll see mass exits. Well, I was like, how come this company isn't paying as much as they used to? Well, 
because they got greedy and they wanted to make more money based upon the same amount of effort. It's just the way it, it kind of goes. So the secret is, is that I want you guys to understand that a bill rate is and should be common knowledge. This is where I want to get into this for a minute. There are a ton of companies out there that try to tell you that you are not allowed to know the bill rate. And um, I, I think that's baloney because, like I said before, I have never signed a contract that says very clearly that we are not allowed to tell a traveler or a traveler's not allowed to tell anybody what our bill rate is. I just don't see that written in languages. I do think that there are hospitals and vendors that frown upon that because they don't want this discussion out there because they want you to choose your company based upon blind faith, not upon who's paying more. And unfortunately, they're trying to kind of stop free marketing from happening where you can choose, in fact, a company that pays more, which is what you should be doing. So you see and you hear recruiters telling travelers all the time, well, we can't tell you it's a breach of contract. Okay, well, then show me the contract. Show me the part of the contract that says very clearly that you guys are not allowed to tell a traveler what a bill rate is. Because I have not yet to see one, yet to see one from any vendor. Maybe there's some hospitals out there that don't want that. I don't know why they would. If a hospital is paying $120 an hour, why would they not want you as an agency or you as a traveler to know that? I would think they'd want you to be like, hey, man, we're paying a lot of money for you. you so I hope you're worth it. I mean, to me, I, I think it would be like, something that I would almost want a traveler to know, how expensive they were, and to be, you know, treat their their opportunity as a traveler through my, my hospital accordingly. I mean, that's just me. But if you really think about it, there's not a lot of sense behind that. And sometimes we, as humans, don't really question things. Oh, we're not allowed to tell? Oh, okay, I, I'm sorry. Wait, wh why? Why couldn't you tell us what the rate is? Oh, because you actually can. You just don't want to because you don't want us, the traveler, to know how much money you're making, which is the other kind of unspoken truth in this this today's podcast and episode is that companies don't want you guys to know what, their, what the bill rates are because they don't want you to figure out how much money they're making. I mean, unfortunately, that's just the truth. I think more and more travelers start thinking about why is a company that I get, they, 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 are, they have a good recruiter maybe, and I've got a good relationship, they have a good brand or a good you know persona they seem to be nice i like their jobs i like the way they answer the phone but why are they making so much money off of that and basically communicating a job to me and making sure i get paid properly and some of the things that are obviously incredibly important but isn't there 150 companies that do all those same things almost exactly the same as the company i like so a lot of it comes down to that most companies are truly scared to death of you guys seeing how much money you make. Here's what I will tell them. You guys seem to think that we make a lot more per assignment than we actually do, which may sound weird for me to say, but when you see a $100 bill rate, most of you guys don't think about the vendor fee and most of you don't think about the taxes that are paid, which is not a profit center for us. So a lot of naive travelers are sitting there going, it's a $100 bill rate. I'm only seeing you know, $50 all said and done with my compensation, that means they're making a 50% margin, which is which is incorrect. So what I believe is that if more people really understood how much an agency was making, albeit, in my opinion, too much, it still is a lot less than some travelers think in their naivety that it actually happens. Is that a word? I don't think I said that right. I probably didn't. But do you know what I mean? Sometimes they are ignorantly thinking that we make more than we do. And I think that if you openly talked about exactly what it was we were making, 
And some of those myths might be dispelled a little bit. Yes, it's still a lot. Yes, it's still too much. But for some travelers, it's not what people think it is. For some, it's exactly what we think it is. But I've had travelers sit there and tell me, you know, I make, my company's making a 50% margin. I'm like, there's no way. No company's making 50% margin consistently over somebody. They wouldn't stay in business. I mean, maybe they're out there here and there. But to do that consistently, nobody would work for your company because you would be the lowest paid person out there. So there is that wonderful supply and demand on that avenue, which means we have to remain competitive with our, our competition so that we're not paying so little that you're going, how come I'm the lowest paid person on my unit? It, it just doesn't make sense. So, you know, this industry is got to start evolving and this is again now you're starting to see why we wanted to do this this series why we want it's not a series it's a show this is not a this is not a series makes it sound like we're going to be starting and ending and we're not but i wanted you guys to understand why we are doing this because we think the more knowledgeable travelers the more evolution the whole industry itself can come to which means I think a lot of these companies that are pissed at me for saying this and talking this way wouldn't be quite so upset if they saw the end result. And that is for those really good, solid travel companies out there, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine because you may you may have to lower your margin, but more people will come work for you because they're going to want to because you're doing things right. What this show is going to do is it's going to push out some, some agencies that aren't doing something so well. It's going to stop some fly-by-night people that have thought this, this industry is great. They want to jump in and realize how hard it is. It's going to stop people from almost predatorily gouging you guys on compensation packages that are unfair and are unjust and are very different than what the normal is. And that we see all the time. Again, you see a new startup, startup company that's going, wow, how are these guys making it? Well, they don't, but for a year or so, they make a bunch of money, and then they realize they got to get out of the industry. This kind of fixes a lot of that. So it's your responsibility, as far as I'm concerned, to take what you're hearing here, what you're watching here, and share it with the rest of your community. It's, it's one thing for me to sit there and throw these things out there, but if I'm only talking to you, then it's not going to really help the industry. I'm asking all of you guys, if you liked what you heard today and you like what we're talking about, please tell other people to join our Facebook group, which is Travel Evolved, to go find our YouTube page, which is Travel Evolved, Hit the bell so that they get the new subscriptions, and that goes up every single day. Find us on any podcast platform and start to subscribe to that so they can download and you can start to share the stuff. If you have somebody on a group asking a question that we've covered, go find the topic and you know on your phone and share that link and show it directly to them. Here's a here's a uh, one you know example of an answer that you may be interested in hearing or watching, and boom, there you go. So it's kind of important. It's important that we start to turn this industry back around again. It is important that the new traveler, which I've seen a whole bunch of you guys coming out into the forefront lately, that you guys start to elevate and make all of us agencies way more accountable for giving you guys a better service in which to work through. And that's really what we do. And that is that if we have to start holding, if you guys hold us more accountable, we will be more accountable. We want your business. I would think every single agency out there wants you listening to me right now to go to work for them period i don't know a company that wouldn't so that's what they're all we're all trying to do we're trying to convince you that we're the best company to work for it's just simple so make us prove it and make us become the best company to work for and a lot of these 
you know, there won't be 300 companies. There'll be 100. And it won't just be because of, you know, a couple of the big, you know, monsters gobbling everybody up by, by, uh, by you know, acquiring them. It'll actually be real competition where it's like, hey, I, I want to work for this company because they're doing things right. They're paying better. And they're doing things the way it should be done. And they have the same contracts everybody else does. And that's how this whole industry should go. So you got to be evolved, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to step up your your travel game and that's what i hope that we're here for Whew, that'll make sense again bill rates pretty simple topic um i knew i would go a little bit off on on what they are i could have covered this topic in 30 seconds probably and told you what a bill rate is but i want to explain to you why they're important and the wonderful thing about our our, our economy and our industry is that the bill rates are constantly going up and down they really are again as i release this episode bill rates are really high again there's a lot of reasons behind that, mostly supply and demand. There's always a, something that is generating both the increase and the decrease in our bill rates in our industry. But what's important for you guys to understand is that when bill rates are going up, everybody should win. And it shouldn't just be that you win a little bit and the companies win more. No, everybody should win. I, I'm a big believer that if you've got your margins where they are, they shouldn't increase or decrease, let's say, just because the rate goes up because you've got more money out there. So it's not fair to say they should decrease. But certainly what shouldn't happen is that agencies shouldn't be taking a bigger piece of the pie because they feel like they can get away with it. Start to shop and compare prices for lack of anything else. You guys do it for every other thing that we buy as a consumer in this country. Everything. I don't know anybody that just blindly goes and buys something because they like the way it looks. We have things called brands, but you can buy brands in different stores. So you're not just walking into a store or jumping online and buying the first you know pair of tennis shoes that you like because they happen to be the brand, the color you want you're probably going to shop around a little bit to see who's got it for a better price because you know, especially nowadays, somebody does. So I don't know who those people are. They're just sitting there going click, 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 click. But they're the same people who are saying click, yes, 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 and accepting every assignment that comes by from one particular vendor or one particular, I should say, company because they like them. Shop around and you'll be blown away by how much there's a difference between one company and another for the exact same job. And I take it with the company that pays the most. I just, I just would. That's color me reactionary and color me weird, but that's just what I would do if I were you. Whew. Guys, as always, I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me rant today. This was fun. I had fun. Hope you guys got something out of it. This is, again, like I said, rewind this episode because I went a little crazy, which uh, happens. I, uh, you know, a, a switch gets uh, flipped on me sometimes, and I go a little nuts, and I did today because I just wanted you guys. I get passionate about this stuff. It's a problem in our industry. I hope that's coming through, that it needs to change. And I hope that we can make it happen. Guys, I will catch you next time on Travel Evolved.